What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Morin Heights is a French-speaking winter resort in Quebec, Canada, and the town is particularly well-known for three things. Firstly, it's a tourist spot, popular with skiers and hikers with a handsome complex of villas and chalets with spectacular views. Secondly, the town is something of a musical heritage, with a recording studio that has been used by David Bowie, the Bee Gees, the Rolling Stones and Cat Stevens. I'm sure the locals are very proud of these first two features. As a tourist town, they bring welcome publicity. But the third reason Morin Heights is well known is nothing, nothing to be proud of. Because in the 1990s, police made a discovery there that has risked Morin Heights becoming best known for ritual death and mass suicide in a case that would have deadly echoes far beyond this pretty little town. I'm Peter Laws, and tonight on Frightful, we explore creepy cults and the order of the Solar Temple. It was the morning of October 4th, 1994, and a fire had been reported in Morin Heights. A chalet, for some reason, was in flames. Firefighters rushed to the scene and immediately started to open the hoses. Once the flames were quenched, they headed inside to assess the damage. Firefighters are used to seeing death, yet what they discovered there that day was unlike anything they had ever seen before. You see, lying there in the wet ash of the chalet were corpses, but even more perplexing. It was clear that some of these people had not died from the flames. They had been dead before. This was a job for the local Quebec police. So two policemen drove up the mountainside that morning, braced for what they were about to see. Two of the bodies, they discovered, lay close together, charred by the fire. They were an elderly man and woman, yet neither of them had appeared to have made any attempt to escape the flames. Why wouldn't they run? Things got much worse in a walk-in closet connected to the room. Inside there, they found two further corpses, a man and a woman and next to them a small plastic bag. It was clear that these two people had been dead long before the fire. The man had been stabbed at least 50 times, while the woman had been stabbed 14 times, and her wounds formed a bizarre pattern. She'd been stabbed eight times in the back, four times in her throat, and then one in each breast. This was disturbing enough, until the police turned their attention to the plastic bag. Perhaps they hoped they might find a clue in there. The murder weapon. They did, but as well as the weapon, there was something else. There was a baby in the bag, only a few months old, and yet it lay there lifeless with six stab wounds to the chest. And across that same chest lay the weapon itself. Something that prompted one of the shocked officers to turn to his colleague and say, Isn't that the way vampires are killed? You see, what lay with the baby was not a knife, but a wooden stake. Aware that they had a major crime on their hands, the police immediately started to investigate, and the first thing to do was to check who had rented this particular holiday chalet. They discovered it was held in the name of a husband and wife, Tony and Nikki Dutoin, 
along with their three-month-old son, Christopher Emmanuel. Yet it was the owners of the chalet who would provide the police with their most promising lead. Because the villa was owned by two men, a Joseph de Mombro and a Luc Jure, both of which were the founders of a mysterious cult called the Order of the Solar Temple. De Mombro was born in 1926 and had trained as a clockmaker, and yet he became fascinated by New Age and esoteric beliefs and religions. Despite this apparent desire for spiritual enlightenment, he also had a string of convictions for fraud. In time, he discovered that he could combine these two things when he set up the Golden Wave Foundation in Geneva, where he managed to convince his followers to hand over their possessions as a way to spiritually progress. Yet he was conscious that to fully expand this cult, he needed a credible and attractive leader. He found that leader sometime between 1979 and 1981, when he met Luc Jouret. This charismatic 30-year-old had studied medicine at Brussels, yet despite his respectable qualifications, he had turned his back on traditional medicine. He worked instead as a homeopath, an alternative healer. When Jure met de Mambro, it would start a relationship that would see them found a new religious movement in Geneva in 1984, the Order of the Solar Temple. Their religion was a heady mix of astrology, ecology, Christianity, and the medieval legends of the Knights Templar, an ancient order of monks who were known for being wealthy, but also warriors. Jure embarked on a speaking tour across France, Switzerland, and Canada with a lecture entitled Love and Biology. But those who turned up started to hear a more apocalyptic message than the title suggested, that the Earth was facing ecological disaster and that the Order of the Solar Temple were gathering followers who were enlightened enough to survive the collapse of the world. The temple recruited more and more followers who were willing to believe that Jure and de Mombro were the reincarnations of the original Knights Templar, and Jure was even seen by some as the third reincarnation of Jesus Christ. The cult promised that if their followers remained loyal, they would have nothing to fear from the coming apocalypse. In fact, they were told that members would eventually be led to another planet near the star Sirius. Did you notice the holiday season is here where we take a break from work and spend time with friends and family, which is wonderful and everything I know. But have you noticed how Christmas can get kind of hectic? So much so that you sometimes wish you had a little holiday from the holiday. Well, if you ever need a break from the busy Christmas action, then why not try the puzzle game Best Fiends on your phone? It's a perfect pick-me-up. It's got an actual storyline for a start plus collectible fiends and literally thousands of levels to stretch your brain and boost your mood. With new levels being added all the time, you can always dive into a fun and fresh challenge. And if your house is packed with people this year, hogging the Wi-Fi as they do, you'll be kicking back relaxed because you can play Best Fiends without a connection, wherever and whenever you like, in offline mode. Download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. friend of mine went to the optometrist last Thursday. He could read all the letters, there was no need for glasses, but then she asked him, do you drink enough water? And he looked awkward and said, no, not really. 
That's why your eyes are so dry. Try these drops for a while, but you've got to get into the habit of drinking more water, she said. It is easy to fall out of the habit, isn't it, of drinking water, but good hydration is a key way to support a healthy immune system. Well, just one stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water is going to hydrate you faster and more efficiently than water alone, and plus it comes in amazing flavors to make you actually want to drink it. I make sure I'm hydrated at mealtimes and when I'm working out, there's always a water bottle at my desk. Liquid IV also contains five essential vitamins, with more vitamin C than an orange. And with no preservatives and less sugar than an apple, it's a healthier alternative to sugary sports drinks. Plus, it's vegan and it's free of GMO, gluten, dairy, and soy. Grab your favorite Liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code FRIGHTFUL at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code FRIGHTFUL at liquidiv.com. The ideas of the cult got more and more bizarre. Demambro even married a 19-year-old woman called Dominique Bellaton, whose parents brought her to the cult because they were worried about her interest in boys and drugs. Demambro took her as his mistress, but when she became pregnant, he claimed that the child was the result of a virgin birth. In fact, he even demonstrated this immaculate conception to the others using expensive projectors and special effects, where an eight-foot-tall figure shot a laser at Bellaton's throat, the place where the cult believed children were conceived. Don't forget that detail. We'll return to it. In actual fact, all Bellaton did was to simply hold a flashlight against the inside of her mouth so that her neck would glow. Yet the believers were in awe. They thought this was a sign of a holy conception in her neck. The cult believed that this miracle child of the cosmos would be the one to lead them all to the planet near Sirius. And so they called this child Emmanuel, the same name sometimes used of the baby Jesus, which means God with us. And when the baby was born, the placenta was buried under a red oak tree, and nobody was allowed to even look at her for three months. The baby's feces were even collected and planted in the vegetable garden. Yet Dimombro had another, more chilling theory concerning a different child. He believed that the Antichrist, as seen in the Bible, would infiltrate the cult one day, not from the outside, but from within. He believed that this demonic entity would be born into the cult as a baby. Despite these wild beliefs, the cult grew in popularity. At one point, it's thought that they had 500, some say 600 members, including people of influence in the banking world and the arts. In time, they had to open a series of regional lodges in Switzerland, Australia, and beyond. And also in Quebec, Canada. Why Quebec? Well, Jure told his followers that in the coming global catastrophe, only Quebec would be spared. They called it the Promised Land, which is why they bought that fateful chalet in Moran Heights. Yet all was not well in this new religious movement. As the 1980s moved into the 90s, some of the followers became disillusioned, even suspicious of their two leaders, particularly because of their extravagant lifestyles. Things got even worse when Jure was arrested by local authorities for stockpiling firearms. He insisted that they were to simply protect the cult. After all, the millennium was coming, 
and even in the mainstream media, people were entertaining the idea of the end of the world. Yet some disgruntled followers left the cult after this incident with the guns, and this caused Jurey to start acting even more erratically. He became obsessed with sex and would demand women of the cult perform sex acts on him. And like in many cults, they would obey. He would particularly insist that he had sex with them before he led any ritual or ceremony. It gave him spiritual strength, he said. Yet one man started to stand up against the order, and his name was Tony Dutois. He and his family had devoted their lives and finances to the cult for several years, Dutois was an expert in electronics, and at one point he had even helped the leaders fool members of the cult by conjuring weird spiritual beings on the walls of the homes. Yet these were illusions, tricks set up with projectors and lasers. Tony Dutois's guilt at this prompted him to start telling some of the other followers the truth about these devices, and on hearing this, more members decided to leave. And so Demambro and Jure started to panic. The order was starting to unravel. Demambro was so furious with the Dutois family that he started to see them as the cause of all his woes. And then when they announced that they were pregnant with a child, Demambro knew that the prophecy of the Antichrist was coming true. He'd always thought the arch nemesis of God would be born into the cult as a baby. What's more... The Dutoins even had the audacity in his eyes to name their child Christopher Emmanuel, which was of course the name given to the chosen child. Demombro saw this as a clear example of mockery from the Antichrist baby and his parents. Something had to be done. So in September 1994, Demombro sent Dutoin, his wife and little Christopher, to stay in the chalet in Morin Heights. We have no idea if the family had any hints of what was coming, but it came all the same. Demombro chose two of his cult members to become assassins. They would destroy this evil family, not as murderers, but as knights on a holy quest, warriors for God. And the plan was not just to kill the family, but to make a ceremony of it, a statement, a ritual. The murders took place on September the 30th, about four days before they were discovered after the fire. The ritualistic details could even be seen in Nikki Dutrois, the mother. Remember how the cult believed that babies were conceived in the throat? How Demombro's wife had shone a flashlight through hers to convince the cult that she had conceived a holy baby called Emmanuel? Well, to make it clear that the Dutrois had not conceived a holy child, Nikki Dutrois was stabbed four times in her throat. And then they turned on the baby himself, the imposter, Christopher Emmanuel, who was murdered brutally along with his parents with a wooden stake. With the family dead, the killers left the scene. Then two other cult members arrived to make the final arrangements. An elderly man of about 69 years old and a woman slightly older. They were the ones who wrapped the baby in a plastic bag and set the wooden stake on his chest. They were the ones who set the fire and such was their faith. They were able to lie down together, even as the flames bloomed and licked their bodies they didn't run. They intended to die. Most will call that suicide, but in their minds, they believed this was the chosen way of transit from earth 
to the planet near Sirius, where they had been promised no more death or suffering. And so, on the morning those bodies were discovered in October 4th, 1994, Quebec, the authorities immediately issued warrants for the arrest of Joseph de Montbreau and Luc Jouret, and perhaps the police who had seen such intense horror in the ski chalet that morning may have assumed the worst was over. It wasn't, because shockingly, 3,500 miles away, something even worse was happening under the command of the order. Join me next time on Frightful, when we conclude our luck at Creepy Cults and the Order of the Solar Temple. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.